0: We're back two weeks again. Sorry, we had another two week break. I feel bad. Uh, schedules can be difficult, so we're dealing with some of that. But it is episode something, and we have Magic Mike McGowan here with us. As yeah, our- yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Magic Mike.
0: Um, and then before we get into the episode. Uh, Buddy would like to give us some
1: gym updates. Breaking news. We need a jingle for oh, yeah. that one. I should get, jingles. All right. I should we get jingles. We never thought about that before we got into it. Uh, so um, there's all the hysteria out there with the the corona. Um, I am not as involved in the hysteria. But there are genuine concerns that we should all have. Um, not uh, Basically because of the unknown. So... What we've decided as a gym moving moving forward into the unforeseeable future um, is that we are going to um, we are going to practice some social distancing. Yeah, That's good. a
0: big. I practice word. that every day.
1: Like right. Okay. <laughs> so with that, uh, we are going to be completely hybrid. So everyone is going to have all our members are going to have access to hybrid. And uh, tonight, you guys should all be receiving an email uh, where you guys will have access to get into the gym. And most of the time, you guys will probably be going to, at the same times that you normally work out. But know that you have the luxury of going at other times if, if whenever you feel comfortable. And that's basically what we're doing is making feel, people feel more comfortable uh, if some of that anxiety
0: exists. Uh, you might have just said this, and I'm sorry if I didn't catch it. Um, is there going to be
1: formal-led classes during this time? Uh, no. Okay. There, there will be coaches there, and generally it's not going to be formally-led Um, I think that's just going to be for free form. Yep. It's going to be all everyone will have access to all the programming that we generally have on a on a daily basis, our warm up and everything like that. NC 30 has has put everything on their Instagram and everything online. So if you need to do an at home workout or don't feel comfortable, coming to the gym, you have access to it. Um, You have access to it anyway. But just want to remind you guys that you guys have all that. Just so we make sure that there's nobody who doesn't feel like fitness can be had during <laughs> these times. We're a very fit community. We're a very healthy community, which will help everyone. But from what I've gathered, many yeah. of us can be carriers of this and have be symptom-free, um, but still be carriers. So things will get better. Things will get back to normal. It's temporary. We have to come. This is what we do. This is what's happened in China. This is what's happened in Italy. Things are starting to get Better as I understand
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Well an N C thirty is designed to to be an at home workout or at least equipment minimal. So that's super handy. And everyone that has access to Wattify has access to N C thirty, N C forty five, burn, all that. So
2: So Lance, you're saying that the programming is already gonna be that you're going to put into Watify is going to be pre-designed for an at-home well, situation. There is a without uh, equipment and whatnot.
0: There, is, yes, right. Like currently, right now, I mean, you've always had it. As soon as we switch to the NC Fit programming, they have CrossFit, which is what we do, which or the NC 60, and then there's the NC 45 and the NC 30, NC Burn and NC Compete, and those are all under a tab. If you open up Watify and you click on. Um, What is it? You click on the program. There's a little drop down, and you can go to NC30, and that's designed to be at home or minimal equipment usage. So, um, it's kind of nice. I know that I've used those. I've used both NC45 and NC30, even at the gym when I just have less time, and they're super handy. So,
1: and this is just us being proactive. It's it's going to come. I think it's going to come down to uh, being mandatory at some point, based on other countries and what they're going through, and. Other areas, so I think that's just we're trying to get ahead of the curve, trying to give our members options. And again, thank you everyone in our community for looking after each other. I know that several people have chimed in on the athlete page about people needing childcare and people people saying, "Yeah, I'll take care of your yeah, kids." Yeah, that has been that cool. To super.
0: See. That's super cool. That's one of the cool things, see. yeah, about CrossFit. You can't get that at Physique. Not, nothing against Physique, but. You know, good community here. And I I was trying to
1: go as long as possible without putting anything out on social media (laughs) and really talking about it. And it's just, I think we kind of came to a point where it's just, you know, now schools are canceled and all that. It's like some questions we have to at least set ourselves up, set ourselves up so that everyone uh, can still get their workouts in and feel comfortable, yeah, wherever your level of comfort is in this hysteria
2: that's right so clarifying questions so, oh yeah uh, classes are canceled like you said coaches yeah. will be there you mean they'll they may be there on their own at any given time not during a class and they'll probably schedule, be class time
0: yes correct and there'll probably be a coach during the normal when we would have typically have class so the 5 a.m 5 p.m and, and 6 p.m um, i would assume that there will be a coach at all of those uh mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's not gonna it's not gonna be formally led. You're gonna show up, and then it's kind of up to you to get warmed up and and kind of work with the other people in the class. If they're using the clock, I would suggest setting the clock for 99 minutes and just marking when you begin your workout and when you end, and kind of doing some math there. But uh, it's it's gonna be a good good two yeah. weeks. You guys will get to self motivate and uh, kind of see what coaches go through as far as leading the class and and working through some of that. So anyway.
1: This will be kind of our last reminder. If you're sick, stay home. Yeah. If your kids are sick, stay home. Wash your hands. Wipe down your equipment. Take care of our gym like you guys do anyway. But just these are all just like good yeah. reminders. We should be doing this anyway. But um, wipe down equipment. Yeah. Again, it's gonna be pain in the butt. We're gonna get through it, and we'll have a Corona party. Yeah. Probably Corona beer party at the end of this, and we'll all celebrate sure. that we made we made it. Okay. This happens every couple of years. We've seen it but it'll be hey let's get into some more let's get into mayor mike mcgowan mike
0: is here magic mike thank you for coming on the podcast we really appreciate it yeah thank you guys we've been trying to get you in here schedules you know we know how that goes so uh we are glad that you could come in today you just had a friend visit from europe right (laughs) (laughs) this is a good lead go go for it no not to put him on the spot it's just funny He's, he was nice enough to warn us before he came over. He said, hey, I just want to let you know, we were on the phone. He's like, I, I had a buddy from Europe come visit me, and I drove his car, and I just want to let you know. And I had to think, like, okay, oh, yeah, that's really cool.
2: Why are you letting me know?
0: And I was like, oh, the <laughs> COVID-19. Got it. I'm just making, making connection now. So
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> he came over yesterday, a uh, good friend of mine whom uh, we haven't got together in quite a while. And um, I really didn't think anything of it, but um, he travels globally for his job and uh, it's gonna be tough. Just recently got back from Europe. Uh, luckily, we looked at the hot map
1: of
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: where the virus is most contagious in Europe. He oh, was okay. actually in Prague, which uh, has a pretty minimal amount of cases. Yeah. Um,
0: just because of their small population, or?
2: Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, no. I just looked at the, the map. Just and, the, you know. Yeah. Uh, the chart so but um you know he uh obviously um traveled uh through that region and so yeah. uh, afterwards I thought to myself oh crap I didn't even think about it at first <laughs> 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 and then after so he just bought a brand new or not a brand new but a new to him BMW um, little sports car let me go out and test drive it yesterday it's a, good, it. friend. a Carter, good friend with Carter yeah with Carter which was kind of fun um we uh, had fun.
0: <laughs> Without incriminating yourself. Yes, you know, man. Exactly. of course. Exactly. We got to 55 real quick. Yeah. Yeah. A kilometers, probably. Yeah. Right, yeah, there you go. Been um, slower, right,
2: Yeah. <laughs> than miles per Yeah. 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 Was, like
0: uh, was Carter loving it? Is he into cars very much? Oh, yeah, or? he's into cars. He yeah? And, okay.
2: Um, so he's probably quite... Our, matter of fact, our conversation, so part of my routine in the morning is uh, when I'm home, is uh, getting up... I get up before everybody, I, I do my thing, and then um, the kids get up and I take Carter to school. Alexa's driving now, so she can drive herself, but uh, in our conversations going to school uh, for the past, I would say, month and a half, it's all about cars. Like, oh, really? I don't know why, he just knows every make and model, like, oh, dad, look at that car, look at that car, so...
0: That's awesome. Uh, I was similar in high school, where it's like, I didn't need, I could... Look at headlights and be like, "That's what is you know. This is X, Y, and Z, and yeah. this is the model and all that. And it's faded over time. But there are some that are a little more popular. But
1: um. I remember McGowan is a super bright kid, and it's a in and of, oh, in and of yeah. itself. And he's been in Rubik's cube like competition. <laughs> yeah, that's right." That's, That's right. a different kind of mindset, and uh, <laughs> none that I will never be, I will never experience it. Um, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. So, to kind of set the stage on who Mike is, and Mike is to Sam Crossfit. Uh, Mike is a Sam Crossfit OG out in Millersburg. OG. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Katie came out to us. I got the tattoo. So let's start there. Tattoo, tramp stamp. Let's start there. Maybe we'll work our way back. Oh, you want to? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Let's start. Different path. Like, how you ended up working out with us out
2: in Ellersburg. That is a great question. Um, Yeah, and one I'll have to think about. I believe the way it went down was Don Gurian, whom uh, I have known since I was about two years old.
0: I think. Oh, wow. Did
2: you go um, to school with her all throughout your life? did not so? go to school with her, so I okay. uh, grew up across the street from them. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was young, my mom and I lived with my grandparents who lived across the street from the Gurians. Gotcha. And so um, Don and Shannon and I have known each other. They're probably my oldest, like, standing friends that I still uh, communicate with today. Mm-hmm. Um, in turn, uh, Katie went to school with Don Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe they 're the same age. I think they graduated same year um, and uh, her and Don and shannon they did a lot of running together, a lot of trail running. Don and Shannon were doing CrossFit. Um, and I believe the way it went down is uh, Don was just you know constantly talking about crossFit when they were running and how much she enjoyed it. And made mention to Katie that, uh, there was a small little kind of satellite style gym starting out in (laughs) Millersburg of which, uh, they were offering like a two week trial membership for, and that we should just go check it out. And it was some coworkers of Ryan's and, um, (laughs) So a <laughs> bunch of assholes. <laughs> bunch of crazy ass hats just so <laughs> telling you to do crazy things. Yeah, right. So Katie and I uh talked about it and we were actually kind of both anti CrossFit. I bet. Um, I don't know why. I think uh on her end it was because uh of her running and her mm-hmm. passion for trail running. She was doing some long uh super long distance like um ultra marathon stuff. Um and, you know, just didn't see it coinciding with CrossFit. Right. Um, and so, uh, but we talked about it and we're like, hey, let's give it a try. So we came out and tried it and um, the rest is history. I yeah. Guess. That's kind of how it started. What was
1: your workout regimen prior to coming out with us?
2: Uh, you know, uh, just before coming out to work out with you guys, my workout regimen was sitting on a couch with a bag of Doritos and,
0: mm, the old twelve ounce you know, curl. Yeah, exactly. Mm, like twelve ounce know.
2: curl. Uh no l- you know, really I just didn't uh have the time to work out. I mean, that's probably an excuse looking mm-hmm. back. But You didn't um, feel like you it wasn't a priority to it you. It wasn't anyway. a priority, totally. Yeah. Um I was kinda immersed in um uh climbing in my career mm-hmm. and uh just nose nose down, head down in that And so, uh, during that time I had, or prior to that, I had really kind of let myself go physically. Um, and then that, uh, later spilled over mentally, Mm, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, uh, not being as, as energized and, and upbeat as I typically was and noticing that later because I wasn't doing some physical stuff.
0: Would you say that was like a lack of discipline a little bit where you just, I mean, you were nose down into your job, so there's that discipline, but there was no probably wasn't a lot of discipline outside of that because as soon as you were done with work you were like sweet now i gotta relax was it did you
2: think I yeah to do totally with that? i mean there was times when you know i'd be working till midnight because i had a presentation the next morning at oh, 6 a.m or whatever God.
0: yeah um, which takes discipline in its own way but
2: I think... yeah yeah so it was just non-stop like work just never stopped um which i'm sure you guys can relate yeah so um prior to that however um my fitness was really spotty like uh just on and off i'd I'd be on for a period of time, then I'd be off probably common common story to <laughs> and what were you a lot of people when
0: you, know. you were on what would it look like what were you doing
2: so uh a variety of different things um I did uh some like distance type stuff like so uh, Katie and I, we, we started, we ran, like, I remember re- running our first mile together. Oh, really? So she grew up, um, you know, in athletics, playing tennis, um, played for, uh, through high school and then into college at uh, Southern Oregon. So um, she always played tennis. Uh, I always, I played uh, football, basketball, baseball mm-hmm. in high school, um, but neither of us did any distance type stuff. And so I remember specifically, like, her and I talking about running and we ran our first mile together, and I stopped, and she kept running. You know, they're <laughs> like, "I'm going home." <laughs> and now we're gonna go. two miles. <laughs> and then she never stopped, right? <laughs> like before oh, yeah. that,
1: she's like had literally legitimately not run, been running mile. I mean, I'm she sure, probably has done it, but I'm like sure
2: she had in the past, but like not routinely ran a mile or what have you.
1: And
0: now she, I mean, if she doesn't run like six miles, she thinks it's disappointment is what i get like she's like yeah we just did we were literally in the middle of an 800 meter run the other day and someone was like how far did you run earlier today and she goes we just did a six i was like a six six meters because that's (laughs) about as
2: far as i want to run right yeah so um so anyways we um you know kind of continued to run we thought uh similar to i think what you had made mention of in your podcast one of your podcast buddy that um that was like the thing to do, right? Everybody thought, mm-hmm. oh, you got to go run. To yeah,
1: that's the adult thing to do when they when you grow it up is. and you get through college and it's like you have to start having kids. Like, what are you going to do? Let's start running 5Ks. Let's run. start running 10Ks. Yeah. And right. with Katie, it's like, let start running ultra marathons. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Has, so, she, has she done an ultra marathon?
2: Yeah, she's done a 50 miler, which is beyond a ultra marathon. Oh, my God. Like, like my whole body just started hurting thinking about that. Yeah. Um anyway, sorry. So um anyway, so uh I actually ended up doing like some uh half marathons. Um we did like the rock and roll series half marathons. Yeah, Portland in Seattle and Portland cool. and um then uh I don't know why, but I got into doing like some entry level triathlon stuff. Uh so I took a class at <laughs> The YMCA. porn drinks here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of which was led by Angela Smith. Uh, Not sure if you guys know her, but she is a gal in town who Hmm. teaches at Sam now, a spin class, I think. But she has done, um, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I think 13 Ironmans and finally just qualified for Kona. Oh, Um, really? So anyway, she... That's exciting. Yeah, so she and a couple other gals led this class, which was like, hey, here is a... Um course to teach you how to do an entry level triathlon, why I wanted to do that? I have no idea. it was just kind of a, <laughs> sounded cool right a Whim, yeah oh. and so um I did some entry level triathlon stuff um you know dating back uh further than that, it was city league softball, city mm. league basketball injury uh, central, yeah, just that time mm-hmm. of stuff.
0: yeah, so. so you started how like did you get ever get serious about running? Were you kinda into it? I know you told a couple stories about you were you would go out and like plant food and water,
2: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah right? Yeah. You had a you had a yeah. funny story about this, I feel like, were you <laughs> So um, yeah, so uh the furthest uh actual recorded uh you know, distance that I went was in a hat was a half marathon, but mm. I was actually training for a marathon because that was kind of like the bucket list sure. thing that you wanted to do as a runner. That, that I was you. Was, you
1: know? That was your thing. It was never mine.
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. um, it's and, your. Uh, yeah. So your um, truth. I was out for a training run, which started out in North Albany. And, um, I had like some plant areas based on the route that I was going to run where I'd have like Gatorade to refuel or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And at the tennis club, the Albany tennis club, Mm. I had planted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a Gatorade. And I don't know, whatever else. Right? And you would eat that while you're running? No, no, no. I'd stop oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd stop there and run and refuel and God, then I keep running. I can't think of anything worse. And so, um, peanut I think butter while at, you're running. I think it was at mile 14 that I was going to stop and eat that stuff. <laughs> so I'm thinking about it from like mile six. Oh, right? yeah. And I just can't <laughs> wait. It. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can just taste the peanut butter and jelly <laughs> sandwich and, you know, the white bread. and. Mm, yeah. Anyways. Um, Wonder bread. So I get there and I see... A paper bag just shredded all over the ground. God damn! And instantly, so my stomach just hits the ground. And I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't care if there's a rabid dog around here. He's dying. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what did, I will wrestle an alligator. I'm eat a small child <laughs> <if they're laughs> at this tennis club. Give me one. If there's a lion there, I would. Yeah, I'm, I I'm ready. <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So kind of funny story. Just huge disappointment. Um, oh man. Because uh, I needed the fuel one, but you know it was just. Uh, you're also that yeah i mean to be looking point, forward yeah. to it for but i ended up uh i ended miles. up going, pressing on and um we made it 21 miles in Twenty-one training so that's my miles. the furthest distance i've ever ran
0: that's amazing
2: and i can't imagine
0: know, what goes through your mind during all i mean what are you thinking about or did you have like headphones oh, and yeah, you were just listening definitely to music had head? headphones
2: I mean, on was trying not to think as much as yeah. possible but oh. um, i you know i mean tons of stuff goes through your mind you work out all sorts of things. And, yeah. And then there's periods where you just don't even remember. Like, oh my gosh, I, I don't remember what I thought about for the past <laughs> right. four miles, you know? <laughs> yeah. oh It's man. weird. It's weird. I have no desire to do it ever again. So.
0: so did you go from that? I mean, did you feel like that was a good release for you
2: from work where you're like, oh, this helps me kind of decompress from work at all? Oh, it totally was. Because at that point, our, uh, our kids were young. Uh, so at work, I'm Communicating, interacting with Mm -hmm. people all day long, every day, on the phone, in person, in meetings, whatever, then you come home and the kids are hanging on you and when you get home. Your battery's um, drained. And so your battery's drained and you just have no alone time. So that is the one aspect that I did appreciate about running was just having that, that
0: alone time isolation a little bit where yeah. it's like no one's gonna bother me exactly someone's just gonna eat my food but <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. so let's stop talking we're running are we done, yeah,
0: we're
2: we're done. done. <laughs> we're
1: done. yes God. i mean no i want to hear all right, right so i would say that you were you were a little hesitant about crossfit coming i feel like it took it took you a couple months before we really started really? getting you on the line so cause... you weren't hooked from the beginning you were he like, may have, but I, I just didn't... Maybe I like didn't get the sense where like Mike's right. going no, to This
0: is good. No, this is good, because I know that I, for sure, was hooked right away. I feel like Buddy was pretty on to it. So I would love to hear your perspective, or maybe what that wasn't the case. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, it's interesting you thought that. Um, I would say I was, but I wasn't, like, 100% hooked. Uh, mm-hmm. And the reason being is I'm I'm kind of a guy who uh, I like to step back and analyze things uh, like completely prior to jumping in headfirst. And so, you know, going into it, um, I just didn't know what to expect. And my impression of CrossFit at that time was uh, the military style, uh, people yelling in your ear, you know, trying to uh, motivate you. And I'm not somebody who gets motivated by somebody yelling in my ear. Um, I mean, I love encouragement, you know, like people, uh, encouraging one another, but the drill sergeant type, uh, yeah, I don't respond well to, just it. don't respond well to that. Yeah. Um, and, and that was my impression of it. And so coming in, um, I was anticipating and almost waiting for that. Maybe that's where some of that hesitation came from. But, um, what I, what I did, what did intrigue me the most was just getting back underneath weights Mm. So um, I had lifted weights in the past, uh, both on my own and then, um, you know, in athletics in high school and whatnot. Um, and so, uh, but hadn't done so for quite a while uh, prior to coming to Am. And again, for whatever reason, I just didn't think of incorporating weightlifting into exercise. I just...
3: Oh, I just, really? Yeah, I you just... didn't.
2: I was just in the mode that like you exercise was like distance you know type stuff like, like we just talked about based cardio based stuff. yeah okay versus weight lifting so gotcha um yeah.
0: and then you probably got some experience cycling a barbell and thought holy shit i'm breathing harder i'm breathing as hard as i am when i'm running six miles or whatever yeah i know that that was my experience yeah and
2: just that accomplishment that feeling of accomplishment like yeah. oh man i just did this uh back squat or you know yeah. whatever it was and
0: it's nice that you can track it and be like this is how much weight i did and now right. this week i'm doing this much weight you may Especially or may not know beginning. this do you remember
1: any kind of like moments where you're like okay this is this is what i want to do now you may not know and you know, no. some of us like like for me it was it was we just tackled Murph, like one of our first ones we tackled yeah. well like, this is cool I can't believe you did that
0: gotcha. on a treadmill
2: <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, that sounds brutal. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't have a specific moment. I think, uh, for me it was once it just became natural, like it just became a routine, natural, um, thing to like, just go to the gym, just to go to the, the gym. Like... Yeah. And, and I guess the, um, kind of the epiphany moment I had was when I started thinking to myself, um, you know what? I actually look forward to going to the gym now, as opposed to in the past, I would have said, Oh, I have to go to the gym tonight. Yeah. Um, I have to go get my workout in, I have to go get a run in. Whereas with CrossFit, um, and the variety that it offered. So it wasn't, um, you know, just mundane, same thing over and over or, or trying to plan out a workout for yourself. Um, it was easy and, uh, like I said, just kind of happened more naturally to a point where I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm looking, I look forward to going to the gym. So throughout the day working, um, I'm like, man, I can't wait to go to the gym. So thinking
0: about it all day, what weight
2: should I do? Or I guess that's a moment that clicked for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that, that, that's a big, I think that's kind of the magic of CrossFit is it goes from a chore to a, like we talked about before, kind of release and a, a way to go, feel good about working out and wanting to working to work out because I think a lot of people do view it as a chore like oh I didn't go to the gym today and like oh whatever that's okay whereas I know when I miss a day at the gym I'm like oh man and even now because my schedule is kind of funky like I don't get to go to the 5 p.m.s or 6 p.m.s and so I find myself like man what's everyone doing and so Saturdays I look forward because I get to coach and see everyone and and stuff like that so it is kind of that transformation of Exercise turning into something you truly look forward to, and, and also I think people get addicted to uh, seeing the progress. You know, the first year of CrossFit that you do, it's just PR after PR after PR, and you're like, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna back squat five hundred pounds in a year and a half. And then, and then it starts to get really heavy. But that first year is pretty much. Well, Mike had that,
1: too, because you injured your shoulder early on in your... Uh, oh, your yeah. Shoulder. That's right. So then it forced you to put a barbell on your back a lot.
2: Correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, those gains uh, are like any other kind of um, point of adrenaline mm-hmm. rush, uh, whether you hit a golf ball straight down a fairway... 200 yards or whatever yeah. you get that sense and that feeling and that's the same uh sensation you get if you do a big lift or you pr or better mm-hmm. yourself
0: so. yeah yeah that's what people get addicted to i think in a good way addicted in a good way too yeah it, yeah so part. one of the
2: one of the cooler things about
1: about mike is that he well it's probably one of the not as cool for him but it's cool for us because he gets the opportunity to travel uh, along the West Coast, a lot of other places oh, as well, yeah, and really- he oftentimes will drop into gyms, and so oh. and I, I often ask this question when he comes back: <laughs> Tell him about your experience with with that gym you went to, because he have been to Hawaii, been to you know a lot of Bay Area gyms, um, so yeah. kind of discuss like your impressions of some of those other CrossFit gyms and and what it is that may be unique about San Am's compared to other places.
0: Yeah, and I think just to add on to that, while Mike's maybe thinking of a a couple answers here, I I think dropping into gyms in California can be especially eye-opening to maybe some other gyms that are a lot smaller because California gyms are kind of where CrossFit started and if you go to the San Diego area especially, but the Bay Area has... So many boxes, it's insane, and they are not cheap, and they are fancy, and they're super nice. So it's it is kind of interesting to hear Mike's perspective when he comes back, like hey what like, hey what hey what what better? What did you see that you liked? What did you see that you didn't like, and stuff like that? So I, I know we're always interested to kind of hear hear about some of that. So
2: yeah, so uh, let me think where to start. So I think one of the um, unique Things that um, Greg Glassman has done is created a business model that is um, is uniform globally, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, what's interesting is any gym that I've been to, the dynamics of uh, the gym itself and what you can expect going there to accomplish is virtually the same. You know, no matter where you go, right, um, yeah. everybody uh, typically would always have, you know, a wad of the day that they'd be doing and either be uh, self-programmed or they're on some type of programming uh, like NC Fit. And um, so regardless of the, the four walls and the space you're in, the, the goals of what you can accomplish as an athlete really are the same. Virtually anywhere you go, and I assume that's around the world. You know, mm-hmm. even outside of the gyms that I've uh, experienced in my travels. But um, I would say that uh, the most differences come from what you can see as different models of business and how the the product that somebody is trying to uh, or has um, established as the product that they are delivering. As a gym, mm-hmm. and at what varying levels, and the varying things that they do to accomplish that—kind so, of how
0: much they care, and how much you know their finished product is—kind of the class,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so some of the indifferences would be like I've gone to a couple gyms where I could tell it was uh, more uh, people who wanted to work out and just started this gym because. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they wanted to do, and that's and that's what they're doing. So it's it's more about them, so to speak. Oh, I see. Um, so as they, individuals working yeah, out. And
0: they're then, the ones that enjoyed the exercise, and they correct. want they wanted a gym where they could go to all the time and work out. Yeah, and they're trying to, like, self-support themselves. Right. Less about the
1: athletes. Right. Correct.
0: Correct. So it's more, yeah, it's less about the athletes and more about, like, hey, I have this gym. I coach sometimes yeah. to pay the rent, but really I just want a place to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's, I think they... Those gyms have a tendency to not last as long because they're less focused on their their clientele. So
2: yeah, and then, you know the obviously culture is everything. Mm-hmm. So um, whether you're in uh, a pro- professional business uh, sector or um, if you're in to uh, you know CrossFit ownership or whatever it is. Um, the culture that you set. So you, when you go from gym to gym, and you guys have probably experienced this as well, you can, you can just tell what the culture is. Um, if it's a kind of a clicky culture where it's designed to target focus in on the most elite of the athletes, or if it's an all-encompassing environment where they're trying to touch every single athlete at whatever level mm-hmm. they're at down the line, um, what I've noticed going to varying gyms is you can sense that right away. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's absolutely true. I mean, even in the towns, like you go to college towns, um, gyms or boxes, and you can kind of tell that atmosphere where it's a lot of young people who are trying to lift as much weight as they can. And then there's, you know, I think smaller town, which for me, this is more true of us, where you have a whole array of people who are trying to work out. And I think you get a lot of people in kind of that, like, I just want to work out so that I am in shape. I don't care about you know, necessarily call, like, I'm not trying to go to the games. Uh, not that that's not a worthwhile goal, but I think a lot of people just want to work out to feel good. And I, and I think our gym is exceptional at, uh, kind of encouraging some of that.
2: Yeah. And then just one other quick point, um, you know, cause you talked about, uh, Am CrossFit in comparison. And, um, what I would say is that, uh, Am to me, and I think of myself like walking into Am not knowing anybody, um, I feel like uh, we are pretty welcoming uh, for new people. And um, I've been to gyms where you know you walk in and virtually nobody says anything to you. I mean, it's really, really awkward. Yeah, And um, I, of course, will start the conversation because uh, that's, <laughs> Cause what, that's I, what the mayor Mike this, does. Yes,
0: this is one of my favorite things, and you—that's funny you say that, because I, I look to you as one of the... The, the members who does that the most when someone new comes in you are one of the first people to be like hey i'm mike how's it going where are you from and, and i i absolutely love that and i know when i'm coaching i appreciate that because sometimes i'm trying to get class set up and i'm like oh i haven't greeted them yet i need to go greet them and it's yeah. nice knowing that you've talked to them so
2: when i would just um that's just my natural personality but uh i would encourage everybody to think from that perspective when yeah. a new person comes in because i've been that new person walking into another gym yeah and not necessarily been shunned but um just felt awkward, like okay, am I welcome, am I not? Like do you want do, my money? Do you do not? I need like, to leave what's going on here? You know? yeah. So
1: Yeah. No, Melissa and I have, have done the same thing. We've dropped into boxes before and and I don't know what it is. There's some there's some that are super welcoming. People the immediate thing, new face, boom, come over and shake a hand. Other places are like like more standoffish and right. they don't really want to engage right away until you make the first move. And so like, sometimes it just takes Melissa and I to make a quick joke or like, you know, a fist bump during the workout and they're just like, Oh, okay. These people are normal. It's like, right. yeah. yeah, we all speak the same CrossFit language. Like right. so right. that—that that is the coolest part about our, about our gym is that we are so welcoming
2: and hopefully that is, <laughs> that goes, <laughs> that doesn't go unnoticed, but yeah, definitely I, I think would, I would also say that um you know the cleanliness of varying gyms mm. is there's a huge degree of difference between uh some gyms that I've been to and what I would say A M is is probably one of the higher standards of gyms that I've ever been to um, for cleanliness and whatnot and just overall the aesthetics of the gym in itself and you can tell it's taken care of and whatnot. Um, Katie and I went to... This is when Alexa was doing cheer, and she had a cheer competition in Bellevue. And um, for those... like I know Janelle's daughter does cheer. So um, if you have a daughter and she ever wants to do cheer, I would highly encourage you to... (laughs) Try and direct her elsewhere. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, want to
0: um, How about soccer?
2: Yeah. No, I'm saying that from a selfish perspective because it is absolutely the worst uh, spectator sport in the world. <laughs> Oh, man. It's uh, yeah. it's all day long. Might like... be a great cheer dad. I could just see it. <laughs> 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 if
0: you got really into it, just... <laughs> yeah, go like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
2: I had the shirt. I had No, I'm kidding. I did not. Um... <laughs> Number one cheer <your> dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you, no, but you sit there all day long, this music just blaring. Like, you can't even hear what they're saying. The, the, the music pop up, is so volume, loud. Pop up and, the volume. And it's, it's all for this, like, five-minute routine, right? Oh, yeah, God. So, anyways, yeah. the reason I make mention of that um, is... It, it, let me back up though. The sport in general, uh, it did a lot of things for our daughter, so I'm not totally bashing on oh, the sport you, from a spectator's perspective. I get what uh, you're Me being from. a male, it was just it was rough.
0: My, I have three older sisters that all did cheer, and I was the younger brother that had to go to all those cheer competitions, and it was like, oh my gosh, it's mind numbing.
2: <laughs> oh, so geez. I get what you're yeah. saying. You're yeah. sitting
0: there, it is five minute routine, and you're there for. Eight hours watching every school in the effing state All and right. surrounding states. Probably the same song. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <Shock exactly>. jams.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Miserable. Anyway. So, anyways, um, uh, we go to Bellevue because she had a competition there, and uh, once we dumped her off where she needed to go. There was all this time in between that we just you know sit and twiddle our thumbs or whatever. So um, we found a CrossFit gym uh, a block away from where her competition was taking place. So um, we went up and changed. We had brought our workout gear thinking, like, oh, we'll do a workout at the – at least at the the uh, hotel hotel or whatever. And we go there, and um, this place – and I'm not going to name any names, but this place was just – it was the worst experience of a CrossFit gym I'd ever had. Just the, the clientele, the um, you know, that like I was talking about before, the sense of coming in and, and almost being like a nuisance versus like being welcoming. Oh wow um, in addition to uh the gym and the equipment was just not good. And anyways, so Jeez. um that experience um of you know having aesthetically a gym that is kept well kept, um, mm-hmm. where your equipment is in good working condition, um, or and, and that it's welcoming yeah. um, goes a long ways. I mean that's that culture. And that's a hard
1: balance. I know that we, we discussed this even at our coach being yesterday, is like we just constantly are just like we love our gym and we love our space and, and we wouldn't we don't want to give that up for really anything except for a little bit more room we want more room a lot but but everything that we do in that gym we think of it through the eyes of aesthetics like does this make sense does this how do we maximize the amount of space that we have and all our equipment kind of looks the same we don't try to go out and get a wall ball of this brand and the wall ball this brand Mm -hmm. it's all kind of all goes together and that was on purpose yeah because we had seen Mm -hmm. that at other places and it's like you could just you could do it better. It's functional it
0: better. but it, it it just yeah, you're right. It there's something aesthetically about it where you're like I mean, we even do it within our gym because we have four forty-five pound plates that are weird, and yes. everyone uses those last. And if they get mixed in, if they're on the, if one of them's on the very top, the person will pull that off and then pull two more off to the to Troy use. 45s yes. and the, the Troy
1: ten pound it's, plates, it's yes, pair of each of them. I mean,
0: people, will – it's like. Oh, God, those are so gross. And I mean, I do it. I do it as well because I'm like, I don't want to use those. But (laughs) there's really nothing wrong with them. But this just kind of goes to the point of having matching equipment, things that are nice for people to use and kind of uniform across the board I think is important to members. You know, they're paying a good amount of money, and you want to give them – the best equipment that we can we can give them, and and really the best experience. And I think cleanliness goes a long way in gyms. There's nothing like walking into a gym and it's just you look up and there's cobwebs everywhere, and there's dust and chalk all over the place from and six, six months ago. you get your tetanus shot. Right. The yeah. Tetanus yeah. There's
1: blood on the bars. And <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if we I don't know if we ever like really thought about that. It's just like we just maybe we did. Maybe we did. Maybe we did. I don't better. know if it's a conscious, I mean, it is a
0: little bit of a conscious thought, but I think it's also just kind of who who you are as, as yeah. a person. You know, it's not like your home looks shitty. Thank <laughs> you. you. Thank know? you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're, you have a clean <laughs> home. You spent some time in that, that house. Um, All right. Uh, let's take it back. I want to hear a little bit about Mike's past. So, Mike, you are from, you're born and raised in Albany uh yeah. not born
2: born, oh, not born. in okay. Spokane Washington Spokane yeah, right up by Melissa I see this yeah. every
1: podcast I did not know that
2: I didn't know that no. either yeah so I was so, the day years old. Up a
1: conversation
2: mm. so my uh my dad was a military dude and um we lived in Moses Lake Washington which was a military town yeah. and uh I think this as the story goes at that time when I was born there wasn't like uh, a hospital with the facilities to, I guess, I don't know, birth <laughs> a child or whatever. So um, my grandpa raced my mom from Moses Lake over to uh, Spokane, and that's where I was born. Uh, but we In moved... downtown Spokane? I don't know.
1: You I and Melissa think... were probably born in the same hospital, now that we're talking about this. Oh, that could be. Uh, that's crazy. Dang. We have never talked about this. Well, no. I don't think even she knows this. <laughs> She's that is crazy. Like she knows it.
0: Well, yeah, she's either going to do that or be really excited. I find it funny because she, I don't know, maybe it's just her, but, like, whenever she finds out someone's from Spokane or a close area to Colville, she's like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. It's it's just a regional thing, but yeah, (laughs) it's funny. Um, Anyway, you were born there. How long long were you in Moses Lake?
2: Yeah, so not very long. I think we moved here when I was, uh, like, two years old, maybe. Oh, okay. Um,
0: so, so you don't have, probably have any memories then of. I don't. No. Okay. No. So you moved here two years later, and then you were you right across the? I, I say Garren's, Guerens. Gurion. Gurian. Yes. Oh, man. I was way off. <laughs> Gurion. We interviewed him. I should definitely know it by now. I think you We, call never, him... <laughs> called we never called him the real yeah, name. I mean, like he's... the renegade. <laughs> yeah, he's the renegade. worldwide. You, you called him Garen. <laughs> Garen? Dave Garen. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Gurian. Um Gurion. So then you So you grew up and
2: you went all the way in Albany schools, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, As the story goes, so my parents uh, split up when I was young, like Mm -hmm. shortly after we moved to Albany. Um, So my dad's – actually, my mom and dad's side of the family, um, one's Irish, one's Scottish, and uh, just kind of some wild uh, people. And I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Predelictions towards Scotch. Yeah. And uh, so – My dad, um, he uh, kind of followed the family tradition. And um, what my mom explains to me was a priority in his life was bars, booze, and bimbos.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The three B's. the three B's. (laughs) The three B's. So
2: so anyways, they split up when I was young. And um, as such, that's when we moved across the street from the Gurians cuz we lived with my grandparents. Oh, okay. And so uh my mom then raised me as a single mom until I was uh I believe 8. Okay. And then she met my stepdad whom she's married to today, whom um you know, took me in as his own and uh nice. super blessed to have him in my life and That's um, great. and yeah, so
0: That's a yeah, that's a fortunate thing. I mean, it can be kind of dicey getting a stepdad and you're like, uh, oh, you know, it it's funny, I you hear stories where it's like, maybe moms who are less stable and they have a few boyfriends and the stepdad comes in and he's like, this is my plan for the family and this is, and you're like, whoa, 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 guy, I've been yeah. here for a while. So that's good. I mean, you, you know, she yeah, chose someone good and you're able to have
2: some, maybe some more stability. Yeah, totally. It's, it's interesting looking back, like, um, I had very little, uh, respect for him. Um, mm. mm-hmm when I was young and I think it was just uh you know me being immature and thinking like, hey you're not my dad. Right. right yeah, putting up fences. You're not my real dad. Right. I was putting up like fences, walls. Um Yeah. And um it took until I would say like um my early twenties to recognize like, hey, this guy is a stand up guy who mm-hmm. took me and my mom took my mom and me with my mom and um you know, loved me like, uh, I was his own and, um, and, of uh, gave a good life to us. Yeah. So, yeah. Any brothers, or sisters? Uh, nope. Single child.
0: Single um, child. Yeah. The only child. Yeah. And you have two kiddos of your own now. How do you, I so do. how, I, do, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a weird question, I guess. It, do you wish you would have had brothers and sisters well, or do you,
2: do you kind of, so, so I don't have any, uh, biological brothers and sisters. Okay. Um, So again, the, the two sides of the family being, um, a little wonky, um, my cousin actually lived with us. My mom's sister, my aunt, uh, couldn't raise her daughter. Hmm. And so, uh, she lived with my grandparents until she was probably six ish, uh, maybe six, eight, something like that. Um, and uh, my mom recognized that my grandparents were, you know, getting too old. And she was growing into becoming a uh, little girl and would soon be going into uh, latter stages of being a teen- teenager and <laughs> oh, right. whatnot. needed and some guidance. <laughs> yeah, needed some guidance uh, outside of, you know, my, my grandparents. So, no. um, so she actually moved in with us. And I would, I, I consider her my sister you know, yeah. because we, we grew up. Together, right? Yeah, Yeah, you went through probably
0: a lot together. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: absolutely. Nice, that's good. So then you went to West Albany High School. South Albany.
2: So you went to South Albany. He's a yeah. rebel. You're a re- I was a, oh, and I was a you're a rebel.
0: rebel. Like other like you're not other not side of the tracks, school. Lance. Yeah, you are. Oh, You probably never been on
2: that side of the tracks. You were, you were
0: high choice. society.
1: Shoot. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> Notice he doesn't live on that side of the tracks anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. <laughs>
0: right. As we're doing this interview from the other side of the track. <laughs> Both of you
1: <laughs> have swapped spots. <laughs>
0: that's true. Now you're in the, yeah, your kids are going to go to West. They're going to be bulldogs. They are going to West, yeah, Lex is going to West. yeah. Uh, so what you had mentioned earlier, you were a three sport athlete in that did you have a
2: kind of a preference of which sport you played or which one you liked more? Uh, yeah, so baseball was my favorite sport. Uh, it was my passion, mm-hmm. and um, just like from a very young age. So like looking back, uh, my mom being a, a single parent, one of the things that she did was like always keep me active. And so she was always signing me up for stuff. And so, um, I've done every, you know, virtually every sport you could be signed up for, like through, uh, the boys and girls club at that particular mm. point in time or whatnot from, um, you know, baseball, basketball, uh, football, um, wrestling. Uh, I think she had me in jujitsu at one point. Nice. Um, which, you know, I don't know what the lowest ranking of Jiu Jitsu is, but that's probably what. Did you ever fight I Sam? Stopped. Sam was in Jiu Jitsu. No, he
0: was a karate. <laughs> Ta-
1: He's uh, Taekwondo, right? Taekwondo. Taekwondo. taekwondo Do we that know this? Right. Yeah, we, Ta-
0: taekwondo? Taekwondo. we talked to him last time. He was Taekwondo. Yeah, he was belt, taekwondo. Cat. I remember from our
2: conversation. I saw the photo. Oh the photo is <laughs> so good. I would have I would have been scared of that high kick if uh, I uh go yeah. Up against him as a young kid.
0: A tall kid. <laughs> <laughs> um so you okay, so you did a little bit of that, but you ended up liking baseball the most. Yeah. yeah so reason- baseball
2: baseball is my jam. I don't know, I just uh I, I loved it. I just had a passion for it. Yeah. Um it's what I was best at. Mm-hmm. And so kinda naturally gravitated to that. Um in high school, played football, basketball, baseball, uh, quit playing basketball my sophomore year Mm. of high school. Um, interestingly, it wasn't because I disliked basketball. It it definitely wasn't like, um, the sport that I put the most effort into. I put the most effort into football and baseball and then later, uh, junior or senior year, like primarily baseball, but, Mm. um, I actually as a um I guess uh not so smart <laughs> adolescent.
3: Uh weird
2: <laughs> uh, had a party at my house when my parents were gone. <laughs> my sophomore year of which got me booted off the basketball team. Oh really? And, uh yeah. So the coach and I never saw eye to eye again. I was like dubbed the the bad kid, you know. Really? Um which, you know, we were all there doing it together. Did you just, it a, was at my house. Do so you got have a kid busted. that went to the party that you had? No, no. It just came out that, uh, you know, we had a party and uh, some people got MIPs. The cops mm. came and, um, You were the bad influence, and you want that cancer on this team. Correct, (laughs) that's
0: insane. In high school, to be like, to be like that is—that's
1: the norm, though. It is. We, we, we—that was our rule. If you got, if you're rumored to be even be at a party not even drinking, you're off. God, that's crazy. I mean, God, I,
0: you do that. anyway. Whatever. I, have my, I had a different high Lance school experience. Had a different
2: <laughs> experience. Mine was just weekend to weekend. Usually,
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it was totally the norm.
2: Like you said, buddy, it's um, you knew better, but you. But some of us did it anyways, and um, I got caught and I yeah. paid the consequences. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I can say as uh, someone who did not play sports in high school that had that high of a, a bar, there was athletes at every single party I went to.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right,
0: right. Uh, okay, so you were you doing anything outside of the sport to stay in Shaford or was it just practice and, and playing games and that was it?
2: Uh, so, yeah, so we were, were required to go to what we called zero period. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys had that, but it was mm-hmm. before school. Um, and it was just a mishmash of – the coach is hanging out BS and, um, primarily telling us what to do and without, uh, very much instruction, you know, mm-hmm. go and, lift those um, weights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, what it, uh, naturally turned into, uh, was a room full of, you know, testosterone driven teenage <laughs> dudes trying to outlift each other generally improperly.
3: Yeah. Uh, right.
2: trying to back squat as much as you could, trying to, you know, bench press enough. With zero to, instruction. Yeah, with, I was gonna say there's probably little instruction. Nothing
0: yeah. like, Hey yeah, you need to keep your knees out. Yeah. I mean I think they I and... think
2: they went through like the protocol of what was the minimum requirement of whatever was given to them to getting us. below parallel. And that was about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um so uh yeah, so that was it. Man, yeah. And then once high school was over did that all that workout stop or did you, I mean, I guess you, you talked about running a
2: little bit, but, uh, so yeah, right out of high school then, um, I was, um, I was doing, uh, I was playing softball three days a week. Um, so I was not mature enough to go to college right out of high school. Um, Me neither. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, um, my mind was, all about being social and um (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) but all this but
1: all this i know we talked about this and he's gonna frame it up really nice but all this has probably made him into a super successful oh like business person like these things that he started at an early age if you only knew what it would turn out to be yeah (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) i don't know how it's all luck but um I but so that. yeah, so right out of high school, definitely not um, at the level of maturity needed to buckle down and go to college. I was all about the social aspect of life and um, you know, um, doing that thing. So um, <clears throat> with that being said, um, I, as far as athletics go, continued to play uh, like as much. As close to what I had as possible, city which stuff. was city league stuff. Yeah. So I was playing uh, softball three days a week. I was playing in a league in Albany on Tuesdays, a league in Corvallis on Wednesdays, a league in Beaverton on Thursdays. In Beaverton, yeah, save some for
0: the rest
1: wow. of us, right? Dude, right,
0: dang, exactly. You
2: were busy, yeah. And the Beaverton, uh, ironically, was underhand fast pitch, which was kind of cool really? because it was the closest thing that I had to baseball at that point. So,
0: well, any injuries during all that? No. No. Really? He was still young. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Okay. He oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he, yeah, but no, no. he is infamous for <laughs> planting the flag, and the softball is the injury
2: Oh, I central. definitely have an injury story about that later. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, played City League softball, um, and that was just kind of my life was socializing. Um, those two things, uh, both softball and City League basketball, played into that socializing as well and that's you're just kind of living the bachelor life exactly exactly yeah
0: yeah so then what did that i mean when did you find yourself that you're like okay i'm I'm ready to go or i need to
2: go to college uh yeah so that was um jeez i would say early to mid 20s um give us a year uh, a year. Jeez, two thousand. That's a lot of. <laughs> math. Days, Early to mid twenties. What? what more do you need? Okay. I'm trying to figure out what I was doing was a long time, this time. ago. <laughs> um, so that would have been. Uh, well, let's
1: see, How old's Carter, How old's Alexi. You're two thousand. You're getting too much. Two thousand two. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, something
2: like
1: that. Okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. So this is two thousand two, and
2: you find yourself kind of yeah ready for college yeah so i was working construction um oh, so nice. uh, in high like school swinging
0: I a the hammer construction
2: uh actually doing heating and air conditioning so oh, that's, nice. how, HVAC, I, that's yeah. how i got into the industry um i oh, worked for it's all coming together now yeah, okay yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so i worked for uh my high school girlfriend's dad who had a heating and air conditioning company here in town of which her brother owns today nice. um <clears throat> and, uh, and I worked for him as well. But, um, so my senior year of high school, I had enough credits that, uh, I went to school from like seven, well, zero period at six in the morning. Then school started at seven thirty, Uh, and I was out by like ten thirty or 11. Oh wow. So in oh, between, wow, um, that's a great schedule in between, uh, then and practice, um, he offered me a job to go work in his shop and like, you know, be the shop boy, basically mm-hmm. like keep clean things clean, up. put inventory away, do all that kind of stuff. And, um, so that's what I did, uh, in between practice. Then I would come back and go to practice, uh, and do that thing in the evening. And, um, I forget which direction we're headed. with this. <laughs> oh, uh, it was kind of just how you led into college. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, um, so anyways, um, and that, so I, I got into the heating and air conditioning uh, industry by doing that, uh, evolving then after high school, uh, working full time for that company, um, installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Uh, then later decided, hey, you know what? This isn't, for me, there isn't a clear vision or path roadmap for <laughs> career development. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I decided at probably 22, 23, then to go to, um, university of Phoenix online. Oh, nice. And try and obtain my degree while working full time. And, um, it was interesting because I saw this as like, man, this is the greatest thing there ever could be because yeah. I get to go to school where all my buddies went to school and they have to go for four years to get there bachelor's degree i get to do it in two years and i get to do it on my own time this right. is awesome yeah little did i know is that the reality <laughs> little did i little little did i have the foresight to think about it's the same curriculum packed into a 24 month time frame instead of a four-year time frame of right. which when you go to college that's primarily what you are there for and do right that's um, your
0: focus that is your full-time that job is your, yeah exactly yeah. and so
2: um man it was it was brutal it was uh you know, uh, homework every day at lunch while I'm working full time on my, on every break, uh, at night until sometimes, you know, 12 in the morning, uh, 12, one in the morning, just, and you to, were, just to get it done because it was that much curriculum.
0: So, and you were working at an AC place during this. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And yeah. is that how you got, so you graduated. Is that how you kind of got into the position or the company
2: that you're with now? So, I actually did not graduate from the University of Phoenix, uh, full disclosure. Um, <clears throat> so Super disappointed. In just took calligraphy right. and drew up the diploma. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, I met Katie during that time frame, and um, she and I got together, and uh, we actually uh, had Alexa, got married. Um, I was still working going to school full time at uh night and on the weekends and um during that time frame like I was so inundated that I remember this clearly like there was one point when I rolled out of bed and I and I've always been like a pretty driven person like once I set my mind to doing something I I get it done mm-hmm. um and um and I was focused on it like getting it done and um and Katie was helping me when she could and uh, quite a bit actually um, because I'd work all day, do homework, and then, geez, it was all I could do to keep my eyes open. But then, I distinctively, I remember rolling out of bed one day, and it was, it took like all of the brain power I could muster up <laughs> to figure out how to take one step in front of the other, because oh. I was just so inundated. You just, like, working full time. Yeah. yeah, I was just burnout. out. Like, I yeah. burned myself out. And so, um, with that being said, I made the decision that, um, one, from a, time perspective to from a financial perspective because I was having to pay for this um, and that University of Phoenix curriculum was not cheap. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me. Um, That uh, I scaled back and just uh, went to LB. Oh, okay. And then, um, so to segue into how I got into my career, um, working at the company that I was working at here in Albany, um, we had a guy that was uh, calling on our company from one of the wholesale distributors. And anytime I was in there, he would just strike up conversation with me. He was, we we ended up developing a relationship. And uh, And Mayor Mike was born. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) At one point, he's like, hey, we got this opening in our company. Is that something you'd ever be interested in? And I started thinking about it. And at that point, um, that was a huge decision because uh, I was no longer responsible for myself. I was responsible for, at that time, two other people. Now. How much do I make? Yeah, is exactly, that right? Is that the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and what risk is involved? Like, Sure. You know. right. so, um, How much am I on the chopping block here if I accept this? Right, right. I mean, that's always, a,
0: yeah, salary. How susceptible am I, am I to being
2: fired? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'd also had some long standing relationships with that family. Like, even, oh,
0: even though the family uh, you were currently working for at the time. Yeah, correct. So, okay.
2: even though, like, the girlfriend and I didn't work out, um, I remained, you know, very close to them and uh, to her brother who owned a company at that time. And so it was hard to sever that as well. But ultimately, long story short, that's how I got into wholesale distribution. Uh, went to work for that company, um, excelled very quickly, just kind of picked it up naturally, and um, worked for them for. About six years when the company that I currently work for uh, had a headhunter contact me and ask uh, if I was interested in hearing what they had to offer. Absolutely. And it was (laughs) um, a very good offer uh, (laughs) in comparison to what I had at the time. Yeah. And so – Again, same decision over and over, you know, weighing the positive positive, negatives. I yeah. mean, you guys have all been through I'm that.
0: very similar in that I will – I mean, I have paralysis through analysis yeah. where I'll just sit there and I'm like, I'll think of every possible outcome. But making the decision, that's the t- – tough. I mean, that I'll, I'll clam up and be like, ah, I don't know, I don't know,
3: I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Someone just tell me. Just tell me what you want me to do. Right, right. Yeah, and it's um – you know, you're questioning yourself and asking yourself, is this the long-term move that's best for, again, not just myself, but now uh, my wife and young yeah. daughter at the time. Right, so. yeah.
0: Now you got a family to support and everything. Yeah. Nice. Well, everything worked out. You are probably one of the more successful people I know, um, and certainly one of the best people in the gym for me. I mean, I, love, I, I absolutely love coming to the gym and seeing you there and because I, I know no matter what it is it could be a very quick conversation or it could be you and i I feel like i've had conversations where we can get pretty into the minutiae of motivation or whatever it is and it's always very enjoyable so i certainly appreciate your presence at the gym
2: well, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah, and glad to hear that I'm one of the more successful people. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. also, <laughs> you have a swimming pool. You set your standards a little higher, <laughs> Mike.
0: You have a swimming pool. I don't know what is a more of a marker of success, right? You're, <laughs> the,
1: you're the less than one percent. <laughs> right. So you what would you, a swimming pool in Oregon? So what would you say? Like, uh, I mean, being a being the spouse of a CrossFit fanatic that is Katie, <laughs> like, like don't, how does that don't work? go there. You don't <laughs> want to what, go there? What are you trying to you, set me said, up for. Yeah, He you're... said nothing's off limits. But how? <laughs> <that was, laughs> no, but have, how have you seen her change from a runner to a crossfitter in yes. even like the, in... you know, the aesthetics and even just the mindset? The mindset may have not even changed because I think that Katie has always been very laser focused on a particular, you know, whether it be tennis, yeah. running, any other thing, laser focus on those things, CrossFit, you know, and then she just goes. I
0: was actually thinking this the other day because... I... She does a great job of, I think, exposing herself to very many, um, like, she went up and did the gymnastics course at Treeline, and she's going to go do the weightlifting thing, and I know that she doesn't love weightlifting, but for her to put herself in that scenario where she's doing something she's probably fairly uncomfortable with, in front of a lot of people, I think that's a really cool thing, and I I don't, I would hazard a guess that that is not a natural thing that Katie would have done maybe a couple of years ago, even.
2: Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. So being the husband of a wife or a CrossFit fanatic, I think was your, your <laughs> original statement and question. Um, so, uh, you're absolutely right. The mindset is the same, whether it's running, whether it's CrossFit, uh, whether it is academics, um, it's always, uh, give 110% and, um, ultimately become the best at, whatever she does that she can. Um, and so, um, you know, it's been, uh, honestly very inspiring watching her, um, because, um, you know, although I guess I, I see myself as kind of driven as well, but in certain areas, um, versus others, it's also very inspirational to watch her from an athletic perspective and the time invested, um, and, and really just the, um, I don't know, um, I, for lack of a better term, the, the fortitude to just always push herself and, um, become ultimately what she has and, um, not just like physically. I mean, her body has changed. She's, um, um, very, uh, lean and, and muscular now. Mm-hmm. Um, and of which she appreciates as, as an individual, obviously, I appreciate it as a husband. Um, Preach. <laughs> unfortunately, sorry, sorry, Kate, that I can't uh, reciprocate that for you, but I'm trying. You it's are cause, all because we like to be social, and we like beer. Mike
1: and I are the same. <laughs> as like, you hear like, a glass being right, filled, right. As margaritas <laughs> going down tonight. Right,
2: right. So, um, but no, I guess most of all, it's been um, a blessing to watch her evolve as a person, um, because. Um, you know, although she's very, uh, has that mindset of being driven, um, and laser focused on things, um, she also has evolved immensely as a person yeah. to be able to get up in front of people and coach and, um, and embrace truly who she is, which ultimately, when she first was making the decision to coach, and, you know, I'll, I'll save this story for, um, her to tell others, um, but um but give you a little a little glimpse of it her and i sat down together and i i told her to write down everything that um she could think of that would um make her want to be a crossfit coach and it and then we boiled it down to like here's a couple specific things that really made sense in relation to her want to be a crossfit coach and one of those was helping others and um and, and I, I can't remember what specifically the verbiage was, but it was it was basically helping others. And um, so through being a CrossFit coach, uh, through being passionate about CrossFit and um, the positive changes that it's made in her own life, I think that uh, resonates in helping others yeah. uh, try to accomplish their own goals and just being a uh, support mechanism to people. And so... Um, that's that's uh that's what's rewarding for me as a husband to her being a crossfit coach i guess
1: and that's
0: pretty cool yeah it's magical it is it's magical i would say uh just having you guys as ogs at, at saniam i think seeing her start as an athlete and then learning that she wanted to coach i was surprised i was like oh my gosh that's great i you know I think she's going to have some challenges to overcome as far as, like, you can tell that she get can get hesitant in front of people and, and maybe lose some of that confidence that she she is knowledgeable about it and she knows the things. But then, as happens to about every person, you get all those eyes on you and you go, I don't know anything about anything ever in my life. <laughs> like, you could ask me where I was born and I'd be like, I don't know. Uh. In the solar system, somewhere. Um, so I think it was, it was, it has been really cool to see her kind of transform from being somewhat nervous in front of people, and now she, you know, I've seen a, a couple classes of hers where she'll go up to people and she'll make those corrections, and um, she's gained a lot of confidence, and I think that's been really cool for her.
2: Yeah, and it's also come from that same attitude of like buckling down and focusing, uh, focusing yeah. on the goal at hand and accomplishing the goal at hand um she puts a lot of time and effort into preparing for class uh into um you know specifically what she's going to do in the class to um yeah. promote the best experience for everybody involved and um i think that's what's helped her get to to the point that she's at from where she started
0: yeah Definitely. So we have, um, as as Mike being an OG, Mike and Katie being OGs of Saniam, they were bringing their kids there, uh, which has always been kind of a staple, I think, of Saniam, is the ability to bring your children because that can hold a lot of parents back. It's like, oh, I don't have daycare during this time to go work out. So um, they brought their kids to the old dungeon a couple times, I think. And Carter, we have been able to see Carter grow up over the last – Four or five years, probably longer than that. I mean, he was probably three foot tall a week ago, and now he's nine feet
1: tall. He's He's the tallest person in this room. He is a grown (laughs) man now, and it's pretty—it's pretty cool to see, especially. And if anyone else knows this about Carter, and I know that Carter sometimes gets bashful, but like he is the most popular. Older kid oh, among all the younger car. kids, by far. When Carter is there, which is probably why he sits in the car a lot of the time. So <laughs> he's, he's like, at the gym. "God, those little, little that,
0: kids don't leave me alone."
1: <laughs> but uh, we have him in the house. Carter, yeah. say what's up. Hey. Oh my god! His blows. voice was never this deep, and now it's <laughs> deeper than hey, mine. I'm Carter. Uh, Carter is one of those people that one day we're going to get really get him into the CrossFit gym. He's always dabbled. He's always wanted to be a CrossFitter. He's done a lot of CrossFit things. Um, yeah. Tell us, okay, let's start there. Are you interested in CrossFit at all?
3: Uh, yeah, I am, but right now I'm kind of focused on school and soccer, but maybe I can make time for it. I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah?
0: You what know. What do you? What grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade. Eighth grade. So you're going into high school next year. Yes. And looking forward to soccer there, obviously. Yeah. And you play club soccer right now? Yeah. How's that going?
3: Uh, good. We're just off right now.
0: Of you're course. oh, it's off season. Yeah. Do you no, okay? So sorry. do you still enjoy well, soccer? <laughs> He's on the Corona. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Well, fair enough. Um, but you still enjoy soccer, of course. Do you feel like so you're not burnt out on it at all? You're not like oh, I'm just just a pastime.
3: I was, and then I sort of got back into it.
0: Okay. Nice. What position do you play?
3: I play goalkeeper. Oh my god. This is one position
0: on a soccer team that I would be terrified. Like, yeah. It's the hardest <laughs> position. <laughs> hardest position. I mean, I, you know, running, kicking whatever. Having someone kick a ball at me as hard as they possibly could and I'm diving intentionally in front of it. It's terrifying. <laughs> are terrifying. you good?
1: Are you good? <clears throat> like compared to other goalies, are you
0: good?
3: Yeah, I'd say.
1: That a boy. <laughs> All right. So, you got so really early on in your your life with us, we got to see you. You'd always just kind of be on the fringe mm-hmm. watching everybody, analyzing great what we do. Though. Great with the kids. That is great. But then like one day he just like started like getting on the rig and started doing butterfly pull ups. <laughs> Out of nowhere,
0: this? yeah. Out of nowhere. I
2: don't think I mean, any of us are doing like...
0: butterfly pull ups and then Carter <laughs> McGowan's over there. I saw oh, yeah. this on YouTube and I just I tried it and I, I'm great at it. So is there anything that you like about
3: CrossFit? Um I kind of like not just doing workouts and stuff and not just doing um I like the fact that there's so many other people there as well who even if you don't have like a movement down, they'll help you out with it. So like when I got my first muscle up, it made Already it it made it so much better because everybody was like cheering me on and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that that uh, and and this is why like all of us in this room who are somewhat grown up. I mean, we're not really grown ups but <laughs> age-wise <laughs> age we're supposed to be. Like that. we all right. we, we all wish we had crossover when we were younger. Oh man. And so it's like sometimes it would... we probably push you and are like, "Come on Carter, like come on Carter." Yeah. And It's only because we know what we didn't have and then what you already know in that realm and how, like, you have four years of high school where you're at your, like, your gro- your complete- you're growing every single day in front of us. Literally. And your muscles going to start growing. You're going to, like, steal the girls from flocking to you. Let and-
0: me, I mean, eighth grade and you've already got your first muscle-up and that was, like, a year ago. Right? I mean, if not longer. Two, two years, years ago? ago. Oh, my gosh. Sixth grade and you're doing muscle-ups. <laughs> I wish CrossFit had... <laughs> A sixth grade division. That would have been
1: great. They got Northwest Fit Games, does it?
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. We can get them in. Yeah. I mean, insane. So, do you feel like, is there a spot in your future for CrossFit? Is it something you're interested in in taking up soon? Yeah, for sure. Yeah?
3: And how do you see it applying to, like, maybe some of that? Um, Maybe just, like, starting out going to... Classes every once in a while, then getting more into it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you have any friends that CrossFit or any, anyone that talks about it at your school or anything? Not really. No. Oh, really? That's surprising. I, thought, I mean, it's I guess it's not the hottest wait, topic. Wait, you but. said
2: that uh, your PE teacher like encourages you guys to do some CrossFit type. <sighs> oh well, really? I
3: have. I take a fitness class yeah. where we do workouts every almost every day. And, and what do those
0: look like? Yeah, what do those work- workouts look like?
3: They're usually just like. Uh, push-ups sit-ups maybe run a mile a day gotcha. yeah that's are those like... pretty easy for you no no <laughs> they're actually pretty hard
0: okay <laughs> harder than i thought that's uh, i mean it's murph well,
1: that's
3: good it'll get, you, it'll get you get you moving
1: yeah um so i think that this is gonna be good because you're gonna look back on this conversation and it's yeah. Really good, like, yeah with the men and we're gonna, we're gonna encourage you and i think everyone else is you know you are you are going to be one of the future people of CrossFit. I hope so. If you choose to be, I hope so. But I think that you know if once you start once you start applying it to your actual sport uh, and those types of things, it's going to be you are going to take off. You are going to take off physically, mentally, all yeah. those types of things. So
0: give it. I mean, I think I have a pretty good idea. And if anyone's seen you in the gym, I think they have a pretty good idea. What are some of your
3: favorite movements within the CrossFit oh, okay. realm? Yeah. Definitely muscle-ups. Muscle-ups are my favorite by far. Every time I go to the gym, I have to do at least like 20 maybe. (laughs) Really? 20 unbroken? No, 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 no. Like three Three. unbroken. Okay, you got three unbroken. That's good. Uh, I love box jumps, but i kind of scared of them now because of how many box bites I've gotten. Oh, yeah? You scraped <laughs> up your shin a little bit? Yeah. And then... <laughs> Some blood left on
0: the Pull-ups as well, like butterfly. Okay. So you're, you're all about the gymnastics, yeah. which I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Although you're probably closer to the bar than I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you were,
3: then...
2: You were also uh kind of asphyxiated on rope climbs
3: for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Do,
2: what's the what's the um, I used uh, to do like largest number of total consecutive rope climbs you did.
3: 30 maybe. Oh my gosh. He would just we would just have I would class. I would spend all day like I used to come to CrossFit before soccer practice and then I would do like rope climb after rope climb until class was over and then I'd be like shot at soccer practice
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> 30 rope climbs oh my god i'd be dead for I two don't even weeks know to 30 dude. in my life i know <laughs> that sounds oh did you wear your shin guards during that
3: i mean no. you ever have any I, issues with that i have scars on my legs you still do? from the rope burn yeah <laughs> oh my he's immune to all this stuff now he's i know gonna be, <laughs> that's he's gonna be like the terminator that's true Give him two true. years
1: and it's like, <laughs> you get in the gym, get them, get some weight, put some weight on his back. Yeah. That's what
0: we got to do. So you are, you are definitely take towards the gymnastics piece of it. Is there anything that you don't, I mean, this scares you of the weightlifting or you're just not very interested in it?
3: I'm not very interested in okay. it, except for deadlift. I love deadlift. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, that's a common one. Everyone loves to pick up heavy weight and that's mm-hmm.
0: usually the lift that you can put the most weight on. Mm-hmm. So that always feels really nice. Um, is there anything that scares you
3: about weightlifting?
0: Just uh, from your point of view, like as someone who maybe hasn't been in a gym very much,
3: I mean, probably more, not. I mean, not too much. No, okay. I'm just not very interested in it.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And how do you? How do your parents
3: being interested in CrossFit? How, how do you feel like that's maybe affected you? It definitely pushed me on. I would have never thought about CrossFit at all if they didn't bring it up to me enough. I wouldn't have gone with them. You could be running right now. How awful would that be?
0: <sighs> <Jeez. laughs> just <kidding>. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> do you like running? I mean,
1: your mom runs uh, all no. the time. No, you hate oh, running? No. He <laughs> has character traits, just like, just like Katie. Oh, absolutely. Do you, do you absolutely. think that they mirror each other in terms of asphyxiation on certain things? Absolutely. and? And putting their mind to something like the again, I always say this—the Rubik's Cube thing with mm. you. Oh like, yeah, tell us about how does the Rubik's a kid Cube
0: start that?
3: Oh, we don't talk about that.
0: Oh, why not? <laughs> we do on this podcast. Let's get into it.
3: Oh, it's too dorky. Oh, it's not
0: dorky. Are you kidding me? I wish I could. That was fifth grade. No one in this that was, room. That could was do like three. Years. Years. Okay, so let's let's take a time trip back to fifth grade. Great. What were you doing in fifth grade? I, outside of
3: school, I was obsessed. I'd say obsessed with solving Rubik's cubes and I would go to competitions.
0: And how Okay, so tell us about these competitions. How when did you first solve your first Rubik's cube?
3: Uh I was I used to play with them like when I was a lot younger and okay. then I got one at the store just cuz I was like maybe I'm older I can do this now. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched YouTube tutorial after YouTube tutorial really? on how to do them. And I finally kind of got it down and started getting better to the point where I wanted to do competitions, maybe there were some in Portland and Eugene
0: wow, and your mom your mom and dad would take you to those and yeah, and so what was your fastest time solving a Rubik's cube
3: in competition or not in competition
0: both let's get let's go both
3: I think below twenty seconds was my fastest out of competition, and then wow. twenty five was twenty five in competition in competition and how, and how good was that in co- competitively not good at all really yeah what's a good competitive score sub 10 no that's impossible yeah (laughs) well mine doesn't work like that that. isn't how many uh how many algorithms
2: did you have to memorize to
3: at least 100
0: and what's that look like i mean you have the cube
3: well it's it's mostly muscle memory
0: so you're just like left top left
3: yeah i don't even think about it anymore if i do do it can you still solve a Rubik's? Of course, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: I you bet. never lose it. Yeah, that's amazing. All the algorithms. I'm so mm-hmm. jealous. It's going to be a party trick. A, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got a video of it now. Oh, great. Dad's showing off. This is great. Oh, my gosh. Look at him. Oh, I'll just drop it. Mm. That's amazing. I can't believe that's a That is amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. But now you transformed your interest into maybe a little more physical and... Yeah. Worky outy.
1: Nice. We're gonna Something keep uh, yelling somewhere. at you trying to get you back in the gym yeah. and I think that you're gonna be again one year to be one of our future future stars studs,
0: yeah, stars absolutely. in the gym. Do muscle up some coach to grade. one day. hmm We already carry got the, the hard movements out of the way. Now we gotta get some weight on your back. Maybe. Grow those legs, you're gonna be mm-hmm. able to be the best goalkeeper in the state. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Do we have anything else, gentlemen? Anything you wanna add? you want to say shout out to mom no okay.
2: <laughs> yeah no thanks guys That's, hey um, yeah i guess i would just uh say you know thank you to you guys and all the other coaches um as well as uh everyone in our community at the gym um i think what has been built there is pretty dynamic and again in comparison to other boxes that i've been to and whatnot um i would rank San up uh, very high on that scale. So,
0: yeah, that's Good awesome. Job. Well, we appreciate that. And like I said earlier, and I think you are an anchor in the community for sure. And we appreciate you guys, all the yeah, gallons really, <laughs> I mean, the McGowan's are very much intertwined with Cm's history and, and their future.
1: I think buddy, any, he's still any here. Experience? No, I think it's great. Uh, Mike has always been a very confidant for me. Uh, in business and in just in life in general, so it's, that's been those moments are just as important to me mm-hmm. as are like the athletic accomplishments or anything we do in the actual gym. Just the ability to connect with people on different levels, and I think that's that's the depth of what Saniam CrossFit can provide.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Mike Carter, thank you for joining us. Um, Carter, McDonald. hopefully we'll have a uh, podcast for you next week. I don't know. With social distancing, it's kind of dicey, <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, and we will try to get another guest on for you. If not, it'll be two weeks again. I'm sorry. I'm saying sorry in advance. Hopefully we'll have someone next week. I don't know. What do you think? Stay tuned. You never know. Stay tuned. Constantly, you never. Honestly, varied. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll have three. I don't know. Don't don't expect that. All right. Love you guys. Bye.